Dr. Mike here. Are you one of those 3 p.m. sugar cravers? Well, you might need a little dose of serotonin. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us. This is Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and this is... Dr. Crystal Gossard. The, um, the clinical nutrition expert. Yes. I appreciate that. I didn't, I didn't, I don't... <laughs> that was so official, how you said, the clinical nutrition well, expert. You are. Yeah. And, you, um, and you've been my uh, uh, co-host for like a year now. No. Uh, almost Has a year. Has it been about a year, Robson? More than a year. More than a year? Whoa, whoa. So we've done a lot whoa. of podcasts. That's great. We should have had a celebration. I didn't. I just now realized it. So um, we're going to celebrate by talking about sugar cravings. Woo! <laughs> Are you a 3 p.m. sugar? I don't lie. Don't I know some things? I'm going to tell you the truth. I go in and out of phases of sugar cravings. I am out of the sugar craving phase right now. No, no but you'll go back in. Oh, and I'm sure I will. Yeah. I, but maybe, you know, I've always been a salty, savory kind I, of girl. I, I, I know what phase you're in. Well, here's what I see when I come up to your desk. Okay. Sometimes you're in a salty phase because you're eating that horrible, horrible seaweed stuff. <laughs> My seaweed snacks. God. They're so good. And then other times I come over and I see like candy wrappers. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> she definitely. Uh, that is true. It's okay, but I, you know, there are people who really struggle with that afternoon craving, and, and for some people, maybe it is the salting food. But but yeah. there's a lot, a significant number of people, and, and it is. It does seem to be mostly women who have that. That I need that Snicker bar. Well, I think I can explain the the part with the you tell know us, tell with us what's women. Going on. Your monthly cycle. You do have fluctuations in some of your brain chemicals. You know, it's not just in a woman's head. Well, no one you said know, it was. I did not I know, say that. I'm just putting that out there because I'm just giving you, know. you the stat that, that that women, if you look at weight loss statistics or yes. weight gain statistics, women are the ones that complain more than men about afternoon sugar. Cream. And I think it could be due to just hormonal fluctuations. I mean, I'm just stating medical facts. Mm-hmm. No emails, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, okay, but yes, yeah, so there may be, and I agree with you that there's, that the hormone fluctuations between estrogen and progesterone, that does some stuff. But, but what, what about, how does serotonin fit into all this? Because I actually find this, I find this fascinating. This is like your classic you know, feel good neurotransmitter, right? It is. How, I mean, what do we, do we know anything about how it's, how it's helping maybe if you can increase serotonin to bring down those cravings? Well, we do know that serotonin uh, interacts with receptors in the brain that regulate feeding behaviors. Yeah. Now I saw that too. What, it, <laughs> what does that, did I, did I, maybe I even asked you this. What, what does that mean Feeding. Oh, I know what it was. We okay. just, Life Extension has a great blog. Oh. Yeah, if you don't know the blog, you should also subscribe to that. Be, after you subscribe to the mm-hmm. podcast, go go ahead and subscribe to the blog. But um, I was reading one of ours, and that's what it said, that it, serotonin yeah. affects these feeding behaviors. And I wanted to know more what that really means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is a, What do we 
what are we talking about when we say feeding? Well, it just means that the desire to eat or the suppression of that desire to eat. And some of that can be traced all the way back to when we were hunters and gatherers. Okay, so wait, no, before you go there. Okay. We're, so we're not talking about behavior in, in a more of a, like a psychological um, way. We're talking more about about true, like, I need to eat now, I don't need to eat now, like a, like a physiological behavior. It's a physiological thing. behavior, but it is controlled through chemicals in yeah. the body. You know, we have, you know, chemicals, which is very interesting. We have tons of chemicals that uh, tell us to kind of release sugar and everything like that. Very little that would bring sugar down, like insulin. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of that one of those one signaling hormones that would decrease energy resources. Yeah. But we have tons that are- That are increasing. That are that. increasing. Yeah. And you do see serotonin as being one of those chemicals that, that's driving the physical behavior. It's driving, um, you know- What well, drives, the, at the end of the day, if it's low, it drives appetite, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and 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 interestingly, it, it's it's driving um, for often those sugar calories. Yeah. Because isn't there a connection between low serotonin and and low melatonin, that kind of family, mm -hmm. and cortisol? Oh, absolutely. So if my serotonin is low, my cortisol tends to be higher. Right. And cortisol is that stress hormone that's yeah. making your body, hey, I want some energy. I'm stressed. I need some sugar. Yes. I think that's the connection. So you do see that connection. And, and so you do find that people who, you know, maybe need a serotonin boost, they're craving carbs. Yeah. And usually in the <laughs> afternoon, some people crave it, you all know. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I have a friend that will, will eat candy uh, and ice cream and cake. Like, not, you, she can't leave anything in the house. Oh. She, you can't. I mean, I've seen, and she's a small woman. And I've seen her eat a gallon of ice cream. Well, I'll tell you the truth, and this is, like, you know, won't stop, Robson. time for a confession from ah! a nutritionist. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So um, I recently made a homemade red velvet cake. Red velvet it's cake is one good. of my favorite types of cake. Yeah. You know, and I, as I as I say, I'm not really into sweets. Yeah, here's but, my butt, uh, red velvet cake. <laughs> but when it comes to red velvet cake, thing. oh, no, it, it wasn't that bad, but... You know, I went in for many slices <laughs> of cake to the point where I was like, okay, somebody just take this cake away. But I know that about myself. Yeah. I don't I don't bring it in my house. Yeah. I don't buy it. I try not to even, you know, the, the aisles that have the cookies and just stay away from I don't even it. go down that aisle. Yeah. I don't want to be tempted, so I resist the temptation. If I don't have it in my house, I'm not going yeah. to eat but it. But I, I don't think I don't think you're th that's just a, a sweet tooth that pops in once in yeah. a while naturally. I don't think that's what we're talking about here though. Mm -hmm. I think that that stress driven sugar craving in the afternoon. That's what we're talking about. That's low serotonin. Yes. And we do see um, that whenever you start kind of modulating the serotonin pathways, um, you know, there are nutrients that can keep serotonin available longer. Mm -hmm. Those help with appetite. And so, yeah, so let's talk about that because um, this is fascinating actually, yeah. right? Um, tell us, Tell us about saffron. Yeah, so saffron's one of those nutrients. It's uh, it's a, I guess it's considered a spice. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's used um, in paella a lot. Used in paella, yeah. and it kind of gives the paella that bright reddish and it, color. It has a very nutty think, flavor. It's wonderful. Yeah, stuff. I think I've talked about this before. Very expensive. Yeah, well, no, it is. It is. Um, and, and and but that but the the you can use a supplement form of saffron, and it's not. <laughs> It's not like buying this. Well, yes, and then the the, your supplement form of saffron is um, standardized to to, those key compounds. Exactly, and those key compounds can help. When you think about you know neurotransmitters and how they work, and just how the nervous system works, you know your neurons they don't they don't touch, uh, but they send that neurotransmitter kind of from one neuron to the next neuron. That's how your signal of being, you know, satiated if we're talking about serotonin yeah. or even happy if we're talking yeah. about serotonin. Um, that's how that signal gets transmitted throughout the nervous system. And uh, we see serot- um, saffron helps to keep that signal moving. Keep it, keep it, keep it, moving it flowing. Yeah. There were some earlier studies. I don't know if this has ever really been worked out in the research, but earlier studies were, were comparing uh, saffron to some of the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, mm-hmm. um, and and the theory was that it's acting like that, like it's it's keeping. Uh, what that means is a serotonin reuptake inhibitor is once the serotonin is released to keep mm-hmm. that signal, it's eventually brought back in right. into the nerve cell. Into the nerve it's, cell, it's, it's taken so away. So it doesn't get transmitted to right. the the next right. nerve cell. But a, a, a reuptake inhibitor keeps the serotonin between those nerve cells more. So you're getting more of that signal. And I, I'm not sure if that's exactly how saffron's working, but I thought it was interesting, and it was an uh, interesting theory. Yeah, I've, I've seen that research as well. Um, and I, you know, it works, that's all I know. Yeah, is that, it does, so there have uh, been that, studies yes. with saffron showing decrease in, in sugar cravings, mm-hmm. weight loss, um, I want to say at least a couple of studies looking at, at that. And for me, I was in, in those studies, I was more interested in the, uh, in the, in the sugar craving aspect of that. Yeah. Because that's, um, those, it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. It, it, those extra little calories here and there, mm-hmm. that's what gets us. Oh, that's what it, it adds up. You yeah. know, I've been, I stopped using my tracker, but when I was using my tracker, it was the little thing. You would, yeah, one one little piece of hard candy, oh, uh, two hundred twenty calories. Now, I'll tell you, like one of those little mini Snickers. Oh, what? It's like I'm, sixty calories, so, and you, and it's not even a bite. Oh, yeah. So, I'm, and I always think, man, is this worth it? Yeah. So you got to, yeah. So, so all of those. Those that oh I'll just have that one cookie, but mm-hmm. that man that adds up over time. Yeah. It adds up over the days, and so so things that can really help uh, people cut that that craving, cut those yeah. calories out. That's going to be a tremendous help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a study that um, I actually just pulled up looking at snacking, and uh, people who were taking saffron had about reported having around five and a half snacks per week compared to per almost, week. almost nine snacks per week. So the saffron group was snacking less. Is yes. that what that comes out yes. to? Yes. That sounds pretty low. <laughs> you think they were accurately reporting their snacking? I, I, that sounds more like daily. I know. I don't know. But yeah, but in the Hopefully day. you're not having five snacks in a day. Have you seen people here at work? <laughs> What are you talking about? Goodness. I don't Let's know. get them on some saffron stat. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, so how do we? T- so this is—is is this a liquid? Is it a—is it a capsule? Usually or? in a capsule, um, it's available. What doses are we looking at? Uh, well, there's some research looking at you know about 175 milligrams of, of saffron, and in, in some of the research. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the weight loss research that actually mm-hmm. showed some weight loss. Okay, yeah. so about 175. So listen, if you're if you're if we're talking to you, if this if this is resonating with you, right? <laughs> like that's me. I'm that. I'm that. I want that little snicker bite, um, snicker bar bite at the end of the day. Try some saffron. There's some good clinical research to back it up. It's boosting serotonin, which helps to modulate those, what was it, feeding behaviors. Yes. Positively (laughs) Positively modulating feeding feeding behaviors. Which it it simply means you're going to snack less. Yes. That's all. That's great. It's controlling that, the the desire and those cravings. Right. Uh, Dr. Gossard, as always, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mike. Another great podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening to Live Foreverish. Uh, for more podcasts, you go to liveforeverish.com. And don't forget to subscribe and, and like, like and, and comment. Comment and share. And share. We would love for you to do all those things. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Take care.